history and the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through lightning. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Put Me In Coach podcast. Bobby Blanco, Greg Porter. Ian Foster's back with us this week. Hi, Ian. Hey. And Tom Natale, post-Super Bowl 53. Shittiest Super Bowl ever. God, it was so boring. It's Everything exciting happened before, in the middle, and after the game mm-hmm. itself, I believe. So that was cool. 13-3, um, to 3, the Patriots win their sixth Super Bowl, which now is tied for an NFL lead with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. Um, Three and a half quarters to get the first touchdown. Yep. Yep. Only one. One. Only one touchdown. It was a running play for like a yard, which is cool. <laughs> sure. Which is just exhilarating. Um, so how, how... Because you, you say it's like the worst Super Bowl ever, and it's I was bored pretty much from yeah. the kickoff. At the same time, it was a close game. It was a one-possession game for virtually the entire time until you know, the last couple minutes that were remaining. So I guess when there's been an argument, at least I've seen online, where, hey, well, you can talk about the Seahawks and Broncos because that game was over pretty much right from the start, where you know at least this was close, this was a defensive battle. Um, but it was just the best play of the whole game was the second play where there was an interception. That was that was about it. Yeah, the opening drive, yeah. the tip pick on Brady. That was the most exciting it got. Well, I I found myself like because in just about every Super Bowl, I'm I'm very I'm watching every play. I'm you know emotionally attached to it. I'm watching and all of that. Where I I found myself in more just conversations with Megan. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. I was actually about to say. I don't think I've heard Tom talk this much during any football game. <laughs> Nonetheless, the Super Bowl that I did on Sunday. Like you were just like. So what's everyone up to? <laughs> like you're just and everyone was like that. I mean, everyone was having conversations. And there were no a couple were, people that were falling asleep. Yeah, two people. I didn't yeah. realize that I won squares. Yeah, twice. you won twice. Twice. Yeah, I won both. The yeah. third and the fourth quarter. I had no idea because you fell asleep. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so and I the only argument for it being somewhat entertaining is yes. The it, while it was low scoring, it was close the entire game. It was yeah. three nothing, then three three. And then ten three, and then thirteen three at the final. So it was theoretically close, but it was just what was it? Eight straight punts at mm-hmm. one point, and that's a, a, a Super Bowl record. Like the, the Jared, coolest, Jared Goff looked terrible. The he coo- did. Yeah. Um. The coolest thing that happened was the <clears throat> Rams punter had like the longest punt in Super Bowl history. Either that so, or Portnoy getting escorted out. That, that was probably the most I think entertaining was, thing. If you were actually there, that was in Saul. Uh, what Barstool president get kicked out of the Super Bowl? That was yep. probably the most entertaining part of the whole. For night, sure, unless you're a Patriots fan, I guess. And he he won 120. He bet 125 thousand dollars on that game. He was in a holding cell for the second half, and he still came out fine. <laughs> Bastard. But whatever. <laughs> um. So yeah, to me, worst Super Bowl game I've ever seen, yep. uh, especially considering how highly anticipated it was. You know, the whole Sean McVay versus Bill Belichick. The Young all-star team put together, like the Rams going against this dynasty that is the Patriots, yeah. and for it to be a one-possession game the entire game, and but not even 
get over 16 points collectively. I mean, it's just... And it was just such a surprise from a defensive battle because you, know, you could call, oh, it's a defensive battle just like a you know, a one-run, one-nothing, you know, pitcher's duel in, in baseball. But, I mean, these were two high-powered offenses where they were averaging, you know, give or take around 30 points per game with, you know, Hall of Famers, with Pro Bowlers, all of this, an amazing offensive line on both the Rams and the Patriots where it was just, um, you know, none of us are novice football fans. I mean, we don't need it to be just, you know, 60 to 50 type right. of game or something. I'm being, I'm exaggerating, of course, but um, good God. That was just, uh, you know, Jared Goff was inept. I don't yeah. know where is Todd Gurley. I mean, this is now the what the he third can't straight be game. healthy, right? He can't. I mean, it's got to be something. Yeah. They keep on say, swear that he's healthy. The proof's no in the pudding. Way. He does not look healthy whatsoever. Right. At that, least they're not that. treating him like it. Exactly. And I, I, I think we all here can appreciate good defensive mm-hmm. stand, but good defense is only fun watching against good offense. I mean, yeah, any mediocre defense would have had the same outing because both offenses were so bad. I mean, they were atrocious on third downs. They could not sustain drives. I think the Rams were like, oh, for their first nine on third down, something like that, something crazy. So it was just like, yeah, great. Good defense is fun to watch, but only when it's going against good offense. I, I think back to the, that Rams-Chiefs game that oh, was they were both on Monday the, night. The Patriots were three for 12 on third down. The Rams were three for 13. Okay, so six collective first downs made on third down. I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> I, I think back to that Monday night game, the Rams and the Chiefs, that was the highest like scoring NFL game of all time. Yep. And yes, so many, so much offense, so many points, but part of the reason why that game was so exciting too was because there were also defensive plays being made. Like, we saw good defense that night. Now, the scoreboard doesn't show that, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. You know, there was aggressive plays on, on um, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. We saw interceptions, pick turners, sixes. picks, his, great open field tackles on athletic players like um, Brandon Cooks and, and Tyree Kill, um, Travis Kelsey. So it's it wasn't a total lack of defense. There was good defense being played. It was just better offense. And I think that's – we can appreciate that, like, okay, there's good offense – being played, but the defense was better. That's kind of the defensive standstill game that I would find more entertaining than, oh my god, this offense is atrocious. The defense can literally just sit back and do whatever they want and and, and get away with it because the offense is so bad. I made a comment during the game. I'm sure you guys remember. I, and this is the third week that I'm bringing it up. I know this is redundant, but this would have been a better game with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Without question. Yeah, and there's no way the Saints get held to Three points. There's no way. There's no there's, way. There's no way. And, you know, I do want to credit Sean McVay. He took ownership to that. He said, this loss is on me. We got out coached, outplayed, whatever you want to call it. Um, but this was just, uh, you know, it was the lowest rated Super Bowl in about 10 years yep. since the Steelers Cardinals game, which also is features another franchise that has a very, very low fan base. I mean, the Rams, we saw the the stadium in Atlanta. It was all Patriots fans. Yeah. Uh I think it was Edelman during his like MVP acceptance speech called it a home game. It was like yeah. it, it felt like a home game here because it was had to be at least 80 85% Patriots fans. Yeah. I mean, even when the camera scanned the crowd, all you see was the navy blue and red, yeah. not like the uh the regular blue and gold of the Rams. Sure. Yeah, and, and at the same time where credit is due at least from a player personnel standpoint, Julian Edelman Edelman um first wide receiver MVP since Heinz Ward over 10 years ago, 10 catches, 141 yards. The Rams absolutely had no answer for him. 
Uh, Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, in what might be his last game, six catches for 87 yards, and had that huge catch right down to the end, um, uh, towards the end zone, uh, which set up Sony Michelle's touchdown. It was uh, that was really about it. Yeah, and it felt like every time the Rams were getting momentum, got past midfield, they just stalled. And um, and, and I, 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 talking about the football aspect of the game, I think this is the first time we saw. Sean McVay gets seriously outcoached and, and show his inexperience as a head coach. And then also the one of the first times we've seen Jared Goff just look like a jag. He just looked yeah. like an everyday guy, a quarterback who is nothing special. And then might be like his numbers might be inflated due to the product of the organization and the offense that he runs mm-hmm. and the weapons around him. He, he couldn't make a play. To he save his he life. really, really struggled. He really did. And, you know, a lot of credit you can give to the Patriots. Stephon Gilmore is an absolute stud as a cornerback. I mean, he had, uh, he was all over the field that game. And, uh, but it just seemed like even the Patriots were generating a pass rush, which is not something they're typically known for. But Goff was just throwing ducks. It just, uh, you know, the moment was too big for him, which, you know, this is a guy in his, you know, second full season as a starter. I mean, that's not, not a surprise. But um, even more so, you know, really the past, I want to say, eight or so games, uh, for the Rams, you know, golf is a different player. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, he he looked fine and suitable in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't. It, it was just a huge drop off. He looked, I guess, normal for him two weeks ago in the NFC Championship game in New Orleans, and then this year, this week, he just again looked like a jag. He looked like anyone. You could have put any quarterback in there, and they probably would have joked anyone. Mid level or up, mid tier or up, and quarterback would have played better than. I mean, it could be okay. He just picked the wrong time to have the worst game, but he honestly looked like sure. Bill Belichick was like, "We do not fear this guy. We're going to make him beat us." And then he, he had no chance. Yeah, yeah. Belichick was anyone did. else? I found it to be very annoying that the Patriots, the their narrative going into the this playoffs was for all of our doubters and uh, contrarians, haters, if you will. I, you've been you're the best dynasty in the league history. Where no one's doubting you guys. I think that's, you're, I talked a fair amount of shit. A lot of people did. I mean, the <laughs> Patriots being eleven to five is yeah. I mean, I understand that going if that's they have to find ways to motivate themselves, and if that's in fact the case, then absolutely. But I just that was not correct. In terms yeah, of, I think that's just a narrative that people as a quote unquote hot take that people in the media wanted to put out there and be like, I don't believe in the Patriots. Tom Brady's done, blah, blah, blah. Just to get the clicks. You know, no one, I, I even said last week when we were making our picks for the game, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to pick the Rams, but I bet you the, I would probably bet on the Patriots, you know, like it's just, I, I was, I was hope this is why I was hoping for a better game too. I was hoping McVeigh would at least be able to go toe to toe with Belichick, but it wasn't even close. Not even close. And, and, you know that was probably, anyway. We love we obviously we we love Sean McVay on this show. That was probably a very humbling experience for him, being like, "Damn, he, I have a way to go." He's thirty three. He lost to the best, in my opinion, who's ever done it. Right. There's I, no, nothing to hold your head down. I think. No. I think a lot of people would say he's the best that's ever done it. If anything, yeah. that is almost inexcusable. Yes. Is in a one possession game. I mean, they only ran the ball seventeen times. Yeah. With a quarterback that wasn't playing well, you would expect, especially with. The game, one of the game's best running backs. I mean, Todd Gurley had to be had to have been hurt. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand. Eleven but. touches. That's that's ten rushes and and one reception for only thirty four collective yards. 
Like, does it make sense? No, I mean, yeah, and half of that came on one play. Right, and and I understand. I mean, it's kind of like in hockey, you know, like halfway. Right. Yeah, we are we are without our soundboard tonight, so uh, I got, I got we got to submit them when we can on our own. But great, I feel like with the with the uh, girly thing, it's kind of like in hockey, like you know they don't disclose injuries or they say upper body, lower body, whatever. Sure. You know, the Rams weren't going to say, yeah, he's dealing with an ankle injury or knee, whatever. Yeah, because you know they're not going to give him that. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be another thing. Belichick, all right, if you have a tackle, go low. <laughs> Yeah. Or go high if it's a concussion thing, you know. It's, just, I mean, not that I'm saying that they're doing a bounty gate type thing, but like that's just yeah, common sense. Yeah, but it's just common sense. That's how anyone would attack. You, right. would, you know, the Rams would do the same thing, vice versa. Right. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. That's just that's just the NFL. Right. They find someone in, in a weakness where they're, you know, they're uh, nursing a, a bum knee, or you know, like if uh, they'll just exploit that somehow. Right. And that's then, part of the game plan. Yeah. Exactly. It's not an intent to hurt, but. Definitely going to exploit the weakness. Exactly. Uh, and that, that's what they would have done. So I get the Rams not saying or disclosing any injury issues or news related to Todd Gurley throughout the two that. weeks. Uh, Everyone complaining, they're like, why don't they just say? I was like, well, that's probably why, because he's probably healthy enough to play, which he was, but not. A, I mean, if anything, they probably, you know, he's healthy enough to at least be a distraction, because kind of like vice versa on the other side, Gronk, when he's out there, he's not, he hasn't been completely healthy in years. But he still commands at least two sets of eyes whenever he's on the field, whenever he goes after a pattern. Same thing with Todd Gurley. So if he's at least out there, you know, there he has some attention. He's taking away some attention from somebody else you have. So, I mean, it was probably just a schematic thing, a, a tactic thing from Sean McVay, and obviously it didn't pan out. Um, moving on, this was the ninth Super Bowl we have watched with Belichick and Brady. I believe it's nine. Yeah. They've lost three. They've won six. Yes. They lost to the Giants uh, twice and then the Eagles last year. Yep. Um, <clears throat> in our age group, we've been fortunate to witness, you know, some other dynasties. We were old enough to remember the Jordan era dynasty, mm-hmm. the second part of that, uh, the three sup- three straight championships. We witnessed the Spurs dynasty mm-hmm. and now the uh, Warriors. Uh, we witnessed the Yankee dynasty. Would you consider Blackhawks? I was going to say that maybe. Yeah. yeah. And... Now we've seen this with the Patriots. I, I guess the question I have for you broadly, guys, is are dynasties, are they good or bad for the sport, sports in general? I like dynasties. I do too. I think yeah. it's something, in, it's entertaining. It's his, it's historic. Um, I mean, it, I think it depends on the sport. Well, not really. Well, it depends think, on the team also. If I, it's the Cowboys, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, I'd agree. I think dynasties are good for... Yeah, those people can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob. How, think, many, how I many think, can we get there? I think dynasties are good for sports. And the reason why I think we're it's all looking at it from, posi- from a positive um, landscape is that we really haven't been personally affected by it because you know, all of those teams that we just mentioned, our team sucked at that point Correct. for the most part. So, I mean, if this was a rival that was winning from an a the amount that like the Patriots have won or what the Warriors have done, I would certainly, I would, I feel like I had, I would have a different opinion. Right. Um, at the same time, as a, just a sports fan, you want to witness greatness. Yes. You want to see something that is just, you know, what you would consider to be impossible. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to see some, just some of the best athletes in the history of the world to, um, you know, play at that level. It's, yeah. I, I think I, I agree with that statement for everything other than basketball for the point that we made last week about super teams mm-hmm. and 
basically whoever has the most money can create the best team ever. And a dynasty created that way, in my mind, is like the fucking Yankees. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would feel like if it's done organically, yeah. just like every other team, which is why, you know, as much that's a really good point because you know there's a lot of animosity towards the Patriots, but they've done things the right way. Right, right, right. So did the Warriors before Kevin Durant. Yes, that was drafted. That was built same all with, the right way. Same with the Bulls. Same with yep. the Spurs. Um, Especially the Bulls and Spurs, you know, two of my... The Spurs, yeah, for me, even more so. Uh, yeah, I was going to touch on that too, Gregory. And I think that's, I mean, hate the Patriots, hate Tom Brady, but that's what's the most incredible thing about this dynasty is that the only common denominator between all six that spans over eight, yep. 16 years yep. is Belichick and Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty damn impressive <clears throat> that they've built around teams. They've built teams Especially, year after year that compete and wins championships right. with different players, different personnel, different coaches. Especially in the free agency era. Right. And I mean, look how much the game has changed since when this, this run started almost 20 years ago now, where they've completely re, um, you know, changed the way that they coach, they play, uh, so on and so forth. It's just... Uh, you know, at some point, you just kind of have to sit down and just like, man, this I'm witnessing something that a lot of people haven't before. Right. And, yeah. And probably never will again. I mean... Especially in football, it's so hard. I mean, I think there's teams in other the other three sports that have won like double digit championships. Yeah, that's probably all due to the longevity of how long those leagues have been around. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think we'll ever see another NFL team no. win six championships in a 16 year span. How far is the span for Pittsburgh? Between their six decades, decades. Yeah, they won their sixth in oh nine oh eight. Yeah. yeah. And then they're fifth in 05. Yeah, because Bradshaw had what? Bradshaw had four. Yeah. And then... So then... And Big Ben has, yeah. has two. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And what they've done is just... It's astounding. Yeah. Especially with the free agency now. Wow. That's a good point. Um, so, on to the couple little things here. Uh, what was the best commercial on Sunday, guys? The, I have mine. The commercials also sucked. I yeah. mean, there was nothing to write home about. I missed the Washington Post. Apparently, the Washington Post had a really yeah, good one. I missed that. The Jason Bateman one in the elevator, I thought was that really was really good. That was really good. That was, that was my favorite one. And yeah. they've backtracked already. Really? They, yeah, they're because people were vegans came came out and they were oh, pissed Jesus off because the the vegan meatloaf or whatever the hell. Yeah. Yeah. So now they didn't want to alienate a full group. Yeah, those people can kiss oh my, my God. ass. Eat a fucking dick. Yeah. Eat a steak. <laughs> yeah. A dick steak. Oh. It's organic. You know, I was thinking, uh, side topic, I was thinking the other day, what if uh, Des Bryant didn't blow his Achilles and he was the one who took the helmet to helmet shot? If if he was healthy, I mean, shit, they definitely would have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, don't know, I was just thinking about that earlier. The Because oh, yeah, he signed for the Saints for a day, then towards Achilles the next day. I yeah. felt so bad for him. Yeah. The, uh, well, we're going to talk more about torn Achilles later, don't worry. <laughs> um, the um, ruptured. The NFL... 100. That was awesome. That, I've, think, wa- I've watched that like three or four times. I think that since. might be my favorite. That was pretty cool. I remember Even, even with Goodell standing up front. I, I watched him afterward. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a single one of yeah, these. Yeah, I got nothing. I remember the Bateman one. I was convinced there would be more trailers. I mean, movies did not show up at all. There, was, like there was an end game. There and was, they were like a teaser trailer. Yeah, it was like. Star, uh, not Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story. Yeah, they were like. They were TV spots. They weren't actual trailers. They were just yeah. spots. Uh, Toy Story 4 after the game. Um, and then there was that Anita one or whatever. I'm not going to see that. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> Again, they didn't really show. I thought there. Yeah. I, I was looking for an Aladdin one, a, a Lion King one. 
True. Um, the Avenger one, I was not impressed by. I was impressed because it was just new footage. We haven't seen that footage Bobby yet. Bobby shushed Daniela during I it. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, she goes, is this Avengers? Shush! Yes! <laughs> I think somebody else got shushed also because Daniela was on the right side. Somebody on the left side got shushed. Dragon, also. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, I think I think Rag Because I thought it was Dragon. one of the guy. <laughs> Apparently, there was a Home Alone commercial with Joe Pesci. I didn't see that. I did not see that. I saw that on the internet earlier. I didn't see the commercial, but Joe Pesci. Did you two have a little fun with the open bar? A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) I was was, uh, telling everybody else I was an hour late to work the next day, which is amazing at all that I got to work. The only reason is because Daniela woke me up. (laughs) Gregory did not remember me driving him home. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I asked him when he came in the door today. How was your night? I drove you home. <laughs> and, That's the abridged version. And we think Ian took like a quick 20-minute, 30-minute power I, I, nap. I, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you were gone for like 30 minutes and you just reappeared. Like and then you were up till 4 a.m. Yeah. Apparently the best part of that whole Super Bowl party, we were, out, we were at Ian's, happened at midnight with you and Rack. <laughs> and I did not get that Snapchat. Neither, I don't think I did either. It was Apparently, pretty good. Something yeah, lifting chairs either. above your heads or something? Yeah. Yeah, my thanks, Megan. Everything was just. I came up in the morning to get water, and like everything was just strewn about, and my coffee table was upside down, and the bottom part was missing. I was like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw that I lost in darts. So I was like, "Oh God, I hope that wasn't an anger did flip." You, <laughs> did you find a bunch of post-it notes on the mirror and in your pocket? And you had to rem- remind yourself of what was going. No, on. I did not memento myself. <laughs> <laughs> Should be, that's a good idea. Though. What was your favorite commercial, Tom? Oh, the, the NFL 100 oh, was the really NFL cool, 100. even though there was no Redskins in it. Like you, you couldn't put Why a John Riggins be? or Daryl Green or something like yeah, that. Yeah, come on. You got to put a Daryl. Like, everyone knows Daryl Green. Or did, that's so who? Daryl Green? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's right there. Right there. Autograph. <laughs> or Doug Williams. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Was Doug Williams not in it? No. I don't think there was a single Redskin. No, not a single one. Which, if we're going to do that... Something like that. At least have one representative were, from each team. There were two yeah. giants. There was Saquon and Odell was in it. Yeah, yeah. you gonna and put a rookie. You are gonna put it, but not Hall of I Famers. Think Eli was in it too. He was. Peyton was definitely in. It. I think Eli yeah. was in it too. <laughs> when they said uh, Peyton had a nice story, I was like, ah, yeah, it still hurt. Yeah. <laughs> no, someone said oh, he still got it. He goes, ah, that one hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last topic, guys. Um, it's the, the halftime show. Mm. Let me say this. <laughs> I, I got I got something too. Let me say this that it is impossible to please when you're picking a a, a band artist for the halftime show, you have to appeal to everybody. You're not going to find a musical act that can appeal to everybody, it's to impossible. appeal to the masses. No. Um, unless it's Beyonce. I'll say this. I I, that was fucking awesome. I, that I thought show was I, I do want to credit Maroon Five in playing their their early stuff, their the stuff that got them famous, mm. their, that soulful funk sound that was you know, with Adam Levine sounding like a, you know being in a boy band. But um, also, it should the be drummer kick that. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. And uh, I'll drink. It was in Atlanta, <laughs> so there was you know finally Big Boy made an appearance, which I thought I wish it was Outkast as a whole. But that was cool. Um, but I did not understand the whole um, Adam Levine being like a sex god. I don't understand the stripping. Yeah, I didn't so, get that either. So on that point. So male nipples are allowed, but female nipples aren't, according yeah, to halftime shows. Come on, shows. no, you got you to you Shout out Katie Nolan. <laughs> it's either all okay or none of it's Correct. okay. <laughs> no, there was... Um, I was offended. There was a... Uh, um, I follow a bunch of 
tattoo artists and, and tattoo like art pages. And one of them was just a picture of him and the caption being Adam Levine. Uh, I want all of the flash on the wall. I want that entire sheet as my oh, tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Like, all of his tattoos were so shitty. I was just like, really? Your sleeves look so good. Everything else looked terrible. All of his tattoos look god awful. I saw someone comparing his body to a Chipotle bag. They got Chipotle bag. There's pillows. Yeah. There was drapes. And they all looked identical. <laughs> the Chipotle bag made me crack up. I was like, that's, that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with the bro tank. Always rock the bro tanks. I don't understand why you had to strip. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that part either. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, he's, I, he's feeling himself. He's a rock star, man. I mean, he did get Sexiest Man Alive. Yeah. Couple, I mean, he's a, he's a good-looking dude. He is a good-looking dude. You got dude. some terrible fucking tattoos on your You're chest and stomach, dude. In California. Cal- California. California. <laughs> <laughs> you might look like a god. Like a god. My, my solution to halftime shows. You ready? Hmm. Foo Fighters. Done. Well, there's that. There's that. If you don't like Dave Grohl. If you don't like Dave Grohl, then, then fuck you. Thank you. <laughs> you can get out. <laughs> I think they should bring Sublime back. That would have been good. If it's next Super Bowl's in... I'm more of a three doors down guy. No. Bob, what do you think of this, the halftime show? I, Nirvana. Nirvana should have played. Apparently this is a, <laughs> that's it. Apparently this is a hot take. I I enjoyed it. I, enjoy, I, I thought it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know why everyone's so up in arms. I made a point today. Like, I was like, why is everyone so, like, uh, everyone loves to get upset about yes. bands like Maroon 5. Yes. It's like, all right, I dare you to everyone go. Everyone loves to get upset in general. Right, that, that too. But I dare Case you to go point, to a wedding me. and not dance to Sugar. Like, they put out hits. That's all Challenge, Maroon 5 challenge accepted. I will okay. not dance to that song. Well, you don't dance, Tom, period. You are, you yes, are I the, do. You are the exception. Uh, I feel like in this case. You're a little biased. I, 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 got, gave, got, I gave him credit got, on the early got, stuff. I like they played their early stuff. I like and all they do since like then is put out hits. You only did that to seem credibility. <laughs> they, they played. I feel like deep down in your heart, you're like. They just, put out fun just songs. Spit it through your you're teeth. You're so not talented. And also keep in mind that there were. I can play guitar better than you. There were artists that had turned this down for political reasons or or, or social justice reasons, which we won't get into that. But oh, th- come on. this was a last resort for the NFL. And so, like, Maroon 5 had, like, a month to prepare for this show. It's, like, usually they have, like, six months to prepare and, like, play out this whole elaborate performance. And they were limited on time. They were probably told to take it easy and to play it safe because of all the hoopla. They weren't allowed to speak to the media. Usually the performers hold their own media day. They weren't allowed to speak to the media about their performance because of all because of Rihanna shutting down and supporting Kaepernick and all those um, Cardi B or supporting Cap. I like the concept of it's almost like a power hour where they're playing like a 60 second song and then they're on to the next one, which I think is that makes sense. But are you, would you, I would rather have just one act than it was opposed to just, you know, four or five like we've seen over the like the past five years or so. Yeah. What, what kills me every my, time my is favorite, the paid audience. My, my favorite halftime True. act was Prince. Uh, Prince was great. Uh, of course. He was awesome, Prince. It was awesome. It was awesome. What is he? What is he? What's he singing again, dude? He plays like what's thirty. He on? played thirty-five instruments. What's he do? No. I feel like that number changes every time. Wait, or, no. Orange, he was, orange Rain. I remember. No, like he, he, was, a, a he was in an episode of New Girl. He was in an episode. Talking about. Yeah. Got it. That guy. Yeah. The, that the guy. ping pong guy. That guy. That the ping guy. pong with the butterfly. Yep. yep. Oh, yep. that's Prince. Yep. yep. That guy. Oh. <laughs> Tom is so angry. He's known for New Girl. I thought he was a jockey or something. All right. And not of the disc variety. 25 minutes Prince of the of Super what? Bowl. Purple? <laughs> going into the NFL season, going into 2019, 2020. Quickly, guys, what are you looking forward to next year? Mm. Darius, guys. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Don't be sorry. 
story. I, I got it. I got one. I got a couple. Go. I want to see a changing of the guard in terms of quarterback play. I want to see Baker Mayfield take the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. to a, be a legitimate playoff contender. I would think that's that would be pretty pretty awesome. I'm a fan, and I'd, maybe whether that's Josh Allen that turns a corner, Sam Darnold, something like that. I would like to see another young up and coming quarterback like a Pat Mahomes, what he did this year, yeah. kind of take over and just you know light the league up. Light it up. Um, I mean, we just talked about how great they are, but I would like someone to throw in the Patriots in the AFC, like someone mm-hmm. step up and. Well, the Chiefs are the particularly their division. They're favored to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, eight to something odds. Redskins are thirty first. Yep, tight for thirty. Yep, that's good, cool. Good, 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 good. Um, no, we're totally going to the Super Bowl next year. So, so I don't Ian, know if I've said this before. Ian's looking forward <laughs> to guys. Gonna happen. I'm looking forward to the ascension of Baker Mayfield. Greg, Bobby, anything you want to go? I, I mean, I just said someone in the AFC stepping up and sure. taking down the Patriots, particularly in their division. Yeah, division. I would like their division that would be to, get, to get better. I'm it lo- won't. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to all the jokes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to making fun of you guys for another season. That's fair. Well, that's easy. It's, that's 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 you know that's why I'm in this comfy chair so I can just soak it. Is this Redskins in particular or military Some of them do. You're right. <laughs> Most I, of them. I, yell, all I, yell, of I them. yell at them a lot. I guess just football season. We were soldiers, so you son of a bitch. <laughs> you goddamn <laughs> bastard. I mean, since September, every Sunday has been. You know, a party. It's basically a theatrical documentary. <laughs> okay, and, and now it's we fucking have to awesome. wait until late July, August for even training camp to start again. So, uh, at least the Warriors are going to do really well. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about basketball. It's that's baseball. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I thought you said Wizards. <laughs> Orioles. Orioles. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Yeah, nobody cares about care basketball. about basketball. <laughs> okay, well, I'm but, I'm looking forward. Quick, to quick vote in this. Orioles room. and Wizards sound the same. Now that the NFL is over. Are we currently in A, NBA season, or B, NHL season? NHL season. NHL. NHL season. NHL. 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 Yeah, I should say NHL, but I like basketball more. Okay, that's fair. My coworker Paul is trying to convince me that it's NBA season and people care about the NBA. Yeah, if I was, if I was the NHL. Sem- well, that's true. Is it true? Well, yeah, okay, the NBA right, is the right. second. It depends most pop- on where you live. Yeah, or who you're a fan. Well, of. that's what I was saying. Like, well, we live in this area. Basketball is the second most popular sport in the world. Okay. And, the, and the, so my point was, we live in this area, and their local team sucks, and True. the local hockey team is really good, and they're defending champs. So True. The oh, did you mean this from a local aspect? Oh, uh, I guess yeah. We well, said yeah, it, we said it on our Masson podcast, and it was our Orioles episode, and I was like, "Look at who you're talking to." No she one knows here, the name. Yeah. no one in Baltimore cares mm-hmm. about basketball. Well, locally, absolutely, mm-hmm. that yeah. it, it's or mm-hmm. NBA basketball. Locally, yeah. it's the NHL for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just I would say nationwide, it's it's basketball by a landslide. NBA particularly, Ooh. though? Yes. I would say it's college basketball season. I'm more excited for college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. My focus is all on hockey and, and, the, and March Madness March now. People, people love NBA. Appreciate yeah, they people do. People love the NBA. Even at the bar, people come in and they ask for just random-ass NBA, NBA games. On. Yeah. I see right. NBA Summer League on like, during the be the summer. Capitals on. Like, can, can you put this on like the, on the no. Utah game? Like, no. fuck you. No. No. <laughs> no. I will what? not. Hey, go to Utah. Donovan <laughs> Mitchell's pretty fun to watch. I, I was just uh, as an example because Ru- I love Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert got snubbed. Let me guess. He won an apple teeny and a mojito. Get both. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time. Did you put that in a man glass? It's a green drink. <laughs> if if Giannis was playing anywhere outside of Milwaukee, oh, he God. would be like freaking president. He should be. The guy's unbelievable. Wait, <laughs> he can't no. be. He was born in Greece. Good. Okay. Um 
So that, those are the laws. <laughs> those are the rules. That is a that Them's is a, the rules. That is a nice transition, guys. We are on time right now. Look at that. I'm loving it. So and our team won on podcast night. Hell Look at that. yeah, Shit. dude. The TV um, only works when the Capitals are playing. That's true. True. Um, so there was a bombshell of uh, news dropped today locally. Bombshell. Um, it's a pretty big one. Is it's it? Pretty big. Yeah, it's class very big. Yes. Okay. John Wall, who is already out for the season <sighs> because of a um, heel injury, he was just operated on, uh, you know, a week or two ago. Um, ruptured his Achilles. Same foot. I don't know. Um, he is also well. He also had an infection post surgery. So, anyways, the same foot. How does that even happen? I don't know. <laughs> John Wall ruptured he, his Achilles. He what? slipped in the he kitchen. Is, a lot of unanswered questions here. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, our, our podcast member laughing at an injured person's uh, expense. So. No. He'd do the same. No, no, I don't think. I think he was laughing at the lack of answers to his questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, what happened? We don't know. Not, How not, do you do it? I'm we not, don't know. Same foot. Laughing. We don't know. He's hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's a little funny, but it's not that funny. It's not funny that he's not, not going to miss ha. basically I was laughing two, at seasons. Yeah. two seasons. Two seasons? Two the, seasons? The projected recovery time for this ruptured Achilles is 12 months. And that's just to be recovered, to be actual ready to play. He should go to American University to get his fucking graduate degree. He probably won't play 2019-2020 season. He's got plenty of time. Which also is the year that his, Tom? His contract kicks in as Supermax. There it is. Mm-hmm. So Supermax. We talked about this last week with Cookie. Uh, the Wizards are so fundamentally, most importantly, financially screwed. And then this happens. So, Gregory, John Wall's not going to play next year, probably. Oh, he's, hamburgers. He's still going to make Go up, $38.2 million. Then, million. then he gets the Whoa. 40s after. Uh, for three, for three I more, would love to be that man's agent. After next year, for four, for three more seasons, he's in the forty millions, and then he gets an option where he can decide. Him, he can decide if he wants to take another year. You, yeah, I'm going to take another forty five million dollars. That sounds great. Let's it sounds do that. All fucking awesome for him. I for him <laughs> and guys. This is isn't me being hyperbolic. He is. This is career threatening. Oh, absolutely. The reason why I'm saying this is career-threatening, because there's been players in professional sports, many, that have had this severe an injury. A torn Achilles is severe, ruptured, whatever you want to call it. But John, Wall, John Wall's style of play, his weapon is his speed, is his elusiveness. He is not going to have that same kind of burst. He will never be the same player. He will again. never be the same player. My biggest concern with him is he doesn't have the adaptability to change his game he doesn't have a jump shot he doesn't have a back to the basket game well kind of but not worthy of 45 million dollars um you know i i i've john wall has been you know he's an all-star he's been one of the best players we've ever seen put on a wizard's uniform if not the best and you know coming up two years ago when he hit that game-winning shot in game six at home against boston standing up on top of that um Table, like the scoreboard, the scoreboard, yeah, the score board. table, and just screaming out, "This is my city!" I was like, "This was the biggest, you know, Wizards moment of our lives." Right? That Thomas was so was cool. Rock hard. So uh, was Ian. So oh was yes, we were holding each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Move to the side because we were at a bachelor party. We were at a bachelor party. Was, was, was that Bashix? Bashix, but oh my god, 
Was, now that was a fun weekend. Yes, it was. And it all kicked off because of John Wall. A lot of drama, but good. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is he, is, uh, did he go into surgery yet? No, it's going to no. go for sometime next week. Is he going to get a synthetic one or a cadaver? That's the question. I go full synthetic. Get that, <laughs> get that robot Achilles. <laughs> I mean, my... Completely ignores me. Love you, Tom. Get robot Achilles. <laughs> I get it. Synthetic. I don't know. <laughs> I, can, I don't know how to say this guy's name. So never mind. Do it. I can put you the, na- the team doctor. Weemy Donahue? I don't know. We, oh, Weemy Nailed it. Weemy Donahue. Donahue? Mm-hmm. Principal O'Shennehy? O'Shack Hennessy. Oh, O'Shack Hennessy? <laughs> so, I, my heart breaks for him. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's at the what's supposed to be the peak of his career. He's in his late twenties, and you know just how far this team has fallen since that game six against Boston. And I thought, going at that playoff series, we saw Bradley Beal, um, you know, continuing his ascension, and he's by far our best player. John Wall playing to that level, developing a rather respectable three point shot, which he finally added to his arsenal. Otto Porter coming off of a career year and Markeith Morris becoming that quintessential role player glue guy that is needed for any team. And I thought, you know what? Our trio, our you know, our core, our core are young. Yeah. And their style of play fits in what today's NBA, what works in today's league. Um, Running gun. Good God, have the wheels fallen off and my heart breaks for John Wall because injuries have robbed him from becoming, you know, the perennial all-star that he he was and would have continued to be if not for just you know devastating injuries and this this sets us back i mean we've been down this road before with gilbert arenas but i man this seems worse assuming that he does miss all of next season over this three season stretch john wall will have played less than a full season of games because he missed half of last season too exactly half um, and came back in the second half to play, and then now he was—he's been out. I think his last game was early December or mid-December, something like that. Yeah. So he's gonna—he's gonna probably play less than ha- a full season over three. And he's years gonna be—I mean, I can't imagine John Wall playing without his speed. I can't. Yeah, and that's without a great his, point. his burst. I mean, he's—how would that work? He'd be a complete shell of himself. Not even a top five point guard in the East if if, if he doesn't have his speed. Yeah. yeah. But in the league. Because his threat is him in the open floor. Yes. Pushing the ball up uh, the court. A healthy John and Wall. And into the basket. Well, and I didn't really appreciate, I mean, I appreciated watching on television, but watching uh, 100% John Wall run an offense, especially in transition, was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. He yeah. was an absolute just, uh, I mean, it was him and Russell Westbrook. Or like, yep. those are the two guys you want with the ball in the open court and just watch what they do. It's um, It really is watch. just um, rule number eight. <laughs> rule number eight. Rule number eight. Injuries, and this injury injuries, absolutely and more injuries. kills. Yep. And, you know, the wheels That's have already fallen off because we have the most incompetent, um, unqualified general manager in the league currently. That is maybe not all, up for debate. Maybe of all time. Maybe of all time. Arguably. And, you know, Otto Porter maybe has um, just been a, also a shell of himself. His, uh, his play has diminished significantly. And Whoa, um, let's cut the guy some slack. Come on. Just because his name's Porter, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> if you get his jersey, I might Good let call. it slide. I might let it slide. I mean, Ian, what are your what are your overall? What was your initial reaction when you saw that today? You know what? I barely even reacted. I, me too. I, I barely even reacted. That's how numb I am. Me too. I was just like, sounds I was like, about I was right. Like, I was like, yep, here we go. Yep, yep. 
Did it at home, not I, wearing yeah. his boot. I, I in, saw in Tom's text, kitchen. and I was just like, oh, he's going through something right now. Oh, um, no, I mean, this is... this. Like I, 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 as soon as I heard, saw that from Tom, I was just like, Thomas is upset. Let's give him some room. Well, <laughs> I, I was recording my other podcast and I turned on my phone and second time for work. I'm just saying that's what I was doing. <laughs> I turned my phone off like I do here when I'm recording. And when I, after we were done, I returned it back on and I saw Tom's text. I saw the no- notification from ESPN from my team's app. And I was just like, well, God damn it. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. Here it is. I mean, again. it's just like, Piling on worse. We're going to be stuck in limbo yeah. forever. We're going to be stuck with this and injured now, now player. We're below limbo forever. Yeah, yeah. this injured uh, franchise player forever. I mean, he's a franchise player, and, and but see, he's never going to be the same. And and there and there is no light at the end of the tunnel. John, we're John, not going. We're stuck in the like our wheels are broken in the middle of the tunnel. And it's all you can't blame Ernie. I want to blame Ernie for everything under the sun, but you can't blame him for these injuries. But John Wall already had the most untradeable contract. In the NBA, and then this happened. Yeah, like it got worse. Yeah, and what's really bad with when I see something like this, I'm like, okay, rebuild. Well, in order for rebuild to adequately work, you need to have draft picks, which they're not going to have a second round pick until 2023. They don't until 2023. That's incredible. It, it's 2019. I, <laughs> just I one it, two it, seven five nine nineteen. God 20, damn it, twenty one. He's so Carry stupid. One. That's five <laughs> drafts. That's four drafts we're going to go without a second-round pick. Do you know who our two of our best players are right now? Thomas Adoransky and Thomas Bryant, both of which are second-round picks. Correct. Weird. And Trevor Ariza. And Thomas's. And weird. And Thomas's. <laughs> so, it's so stupid. So, But we're so financially hamstrung, we're not even going to be able to rebuild. And apparently we're rejecting first-round picks for Otto Porter. Yeah, from the, I don't get that. From Portland? What was that? Yeah. So apparently some people were telling him, no, Otto's not on, not on the table whatsoever. And then other teams were saying... Well, we'll wait and see well, by Thursday. I saw someone saying it's like, yeah. Well, I saw someone saying it's like it, the Wizards or Ernie's willingness to trade people fluctuates with how the team's doing. Yes, they, like they, that day they win a couple games and they win two in a row. It was okay, Danny, Danny Ruye. Oh, was that what he said? Well, I think oh on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, okay, we win two games in a row. All right, no one's touchable. They lose three or four in a row. Okay, maybe we'll we'll hear some offers. If I'm Brad, that's just not a way to run any organization. No. Like, you can't base your long-term goals on your short. what's happening in the short term. Like, this doesn't make any sense. If I'm, if I'm Bradley Beal, I am pulling a Chris Stapps Porzingis and an Anthony Davis. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah. I would. Yeah. 100%. He's the, and he's the only asset that we have, the tradable asset that we have. Well, maybe Sato, too, but mine. Uh, uh, apparently, yeah. the, apparently, the Lakers checked in on Ariza. Ariza Good. Here, that. take him. Take him. I'd love to see Sam Decker shoot bricks all goddamn day again. Give me a second rounder. Yeah, there just give go. me just cash considerations. But guys, the Wizards are only three games out of a playoff spot. And I, you of know what? That's a really good point, Bobby. I can't wait to get swept by Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, they're That's a great us. idea. They're the beat down they just gave us. <laughs> Was Ernie at that game? Do we know? I don't know. Did I feel he like see we... what they did to this Wizards team? And now it just got worse. Oh, I mean, not that Wall was going to play in the playoffs, but doesn't matter. Oh my God, it that's this really, really sucks. It really, really does. And you know, this team was already in a really, really bad position, and then this happened. It just um, with no end in sight. And I think that's what you just said, Bobby. I think that's probably the biggest issue is yep. there's nothing they can do um, because they still. It, it's just really again rule number eight. But 
in a matter of months. Hey, the, the next one too, also number nine. Also, yep. Generational uh, talents are put. To there's a few there. things I want to bring up. In just a matter of months, I want to say about a three month span, three or four month span, the Redskins' highest paid player has a career threatening injury. The Wizards' highest paid player has a career threatening injury. Both of which have contracts that are so substantial, it is going to hamstring the team so significantly that there's nothing they can do. Nothing. Um, my last point is uh, the Caps took all of our mojo. Took all of DC's mojo. They did. Everything has gone to shit. The curse is back. I'll take it, though. I'll take <laughs> it got, every we, single time. We got that fucking championship. Yeah. Jealousy is a stinky cologne, Tom. <laughs> if you would have said, all right, you can have this. Stanley Cup, but the Redskins are going to lose six of their last seven and fall out of the playoff spot and lose their quarterback for the foreseeable future. And the Wizards are going to stay in limbo, not get a top ten, not going to get top five draft pick, and also lose John Wall for the next season. I would have been like, yep. So do you want me to sign, sign me blood up for that. or like <laughs> yeah. what? Yep. Where do I give you my soul? Um, well, not the soul. You can't give the soul. Hmm? How, Sport, many, more, soul. how many more career-threatening injuries do we have to witness? Yeah, boy soul. Can someone <laughs> bubble wrap Alex Ovechkin, please? <laughs> Look at you like, ah, damn it. Uh, I don't know about all that. Someone wrap uh, Alex Ovechkin. Soul for that shit. Someone bubble wrap that. Trey Mancini. Someone bubble wrap Max Scherzer because yes. the curse is going to leak. <laughs> it's only going to spread. Curse 2.0. I just hope Baltimore doesn't get affected by it. We just suck. They usually, don't. we just suck something fierce. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Would it be not? I'd be pretty nice to see the Ravens bad. Yeah, yeah, you're right though. <laughs> but not for the Orioles. God damn it! I just want the Orioles. The to be Orioles good don't again. deserve any more suffering. Yes, I would say we we've suffered enough. Yeah, the Ravens been, they have not. And, even and you're going to suffer more. For like the next four years, yeah, three to four years. But at least, knock on wood, there's a there's a there light. is light at the end of the <laughs> yeah. tunnel. I'm quite excited about the future, yeah. which I cannot say about other things. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a good transition because I wanted to get into baseball, guys. We're still on time. Look at that, love it. Still hey, Doug, even, you still even, listening? Still even with all my shenanigans, <laughs> I've interrupted Tom like twenty times. That's whiskey. <laughs> it is. Bobby. Drink. It's rye. <laughs> so, Major League Baseball. We are about two weeks away from spring training, pitchers and catchers. Uh, we are a week away. A I week away. I leave, shit. I, leave, I leave a week from today. Oh, my Holy God. Holy shit. Are we going to be back to crazy schedule? Uh, kind of. I, I'm gone next week, so we won't do next week, but the week after I'll be back, but then I go back for two weeks. Heard. Noted. Yep. If you're on another podcast but ours, I'm going to do it. Yeah, well, it's going to be probably my work podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Son of a bitch. The one I get paid Convenient. to do. Convenient. Macklin. You, you get paid <laughs> with our friendship. <laughs> I love that currency. So we're about a week away, excuse me, pitchers and catchers report to Florida or Arizona. <laughs> and there are Bryce Harper, Manny Machado are still unsigned. There are close Crazy. to week 100 major league professional free agents that have yet to sign too. This is now the second consecutive year in which there is just a stalemate, a standstill standstill in Major League Free Agency that has really been, um, it, it's really hurting the league, in my opinion. It's really upsetting the players. They're pissed off, as they should be, and um, this is not good. Fuck you, Scott Boris. Yeah. Yeah, so who's, who's at fault here? Is it Boris? Is it the owners? Is it the players themselves? I wouldn't fault the players. You don't think, yeah? I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't either. I'm just saying. Is, is there no are are well, like Bryce and Manny 
they being selfish or, or trying to hold out for the most contract. I mean, I get with no salary cap, they want to get paid fairly. That mm-hmm. kind of and, and set the standard for future players. I kind of get that, but like, yeah. So also, you're kind of also. I mean, we saw this with the Orioles last year. You're kind of hindering your team, whoever you do end up playing for, sure. by not being ready. If you're not ready for spring training, yep. that, yep. that sets your season back. Absolutely. And so last year, this happened because we thought teams were financially preparing themselves to try to acquire a Manny, Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. We thought, oh, that's just, this is just an anomaly. It's not not going to happen again. Well, here we are for the second straight year, and it's it's worse, way worse. It, I mean, it's what do we do? And what are we going to do? <laughs> what do we do? I don't like the sound of them apples, Will. <laughs> Applesauce, bitch. <laughs> you know, there's, I can't help myself. There's rumors after rumors after rumors. There's different reports. You know, Bryce is going to the Phillies. Uh, the Dodgers just traded their outfield. Bryce is definitely going to the Dodgers. And wait, and maybe, the they're, maybe they're both going to go to the White Sox. And then, oh, wait, the Nats owner just said they're not going to increase their offer. And it, it's just. Uh, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to follow. It's just been a disaster of an off season, and really to the detriment of this sport as a whole. Um. Yes, all yes to all that. I'm going through the list of free agents who are like still available, and they're. I mean, yes, Bryce and Manny lead this class, but there's still plenty of names out there. Absolutely, Carlos Gonzalez. Wow, Marwin Marwin Gonzalez. Um, there's pitchers. Uh, uh, Dallas, Dallas Keuchel still available. You're right. Craig Kimbrell. Oh, sure. Um, Jesus, so I mean, it, it it goes on and on. Um, Just put him on our team. <laughs> put me in, coach. Uh, so there you go. So plugged uh, us too. A solution I saw. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of set like, you know how there's the trade deadline, a free agent deadline. Like free agents have to be signed. It's like Uma Nuno. If yeah. you want to make a major league, should I call him? If you want to be yeah. on a major league roster, free agents have to be signed by this certain date. Otherwise, you can only sign for bare minimum contracts yep. or minor league deals. I do like that. I think that's a reasonable thing. Put a deadline on it. That way, it doesn't just drag out throughout the offseason. We're calling our baseball expert and. Because um, literally, the second we start talking about hey baseball, buddy. he texts us. You, what you talking about? You just yeah. texted us as we just started our baseball talk. Your ears ring, Umo. Um, I would love your opinion on cool intro. <laughs> uh oh, um, uh, Porter's um, drinking rye bourbon, so we're gonna get interrupted a lot. This <laughs> Pull down a glass, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> it's applesauce. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> some <laughs> liquidy applesauce. So I expect big things, Porter. What do you say? He expects big things always because of the State of the Union. Oh no, <laughs> not watching that. Uh, Umo, I'd love your opinion on the non-free agent offseason that this has been and what this means to baseball, you know, moving forward. It means Manny's coming back to the O's, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance. O's, Bows. So you're telling and me Machados. And Machados. And Machados. <laughs> What's my opinion of it? It's kind of it's it's strange, I think. I think, uh, I think the owners are doing a, doing a few things. You think it's collusion? A little bit, yeah. Started last year. I, I would also say that there's, I think, proof in the pudding that these Alex Rodriguez, Albert Pujols type of contracts don't work, and it's not uh, financially responsible. And there's a, a uh, quite a, they're not going to be able to keep that level of consistency um, from a, 
you know, statistic standpoint. Although that the difference between like an Albert Pujols contract and the future Bryce and Manning contracts is these guys are going into their their prime. But still, teams are not willing to fork over, you know, these ten year type contracts anymore because it just uh, it doesn't work out in the long run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what what does Chris Davis make a year? Twenty one million dollars. Let me and check that. Manny might get a contract worth twenty five million dollars a year. Like that doesn't make any sense. Well, the offer that was on the table was seven years, one seventy five from the White Sox reportedly. So he would be making only fourteen million more than Chris Davis, which Jesus. is absurd. Chris Davis hit one sixty eight last season. One sixty eight. Yeah, good, good job, Dequette. Good job. Oh my God. <laughs> Why well, couldn't Toronto take him? So. Umo, who would you say is, I mean, if you wanted to make like a blame pie in terms of why all of this went wrong, I mean, who's who's at fault for this? Um, Agents, one. Scott Boris. All, all agents, not just Boris. Boris is, just, is, the, is the loudest, but yeah, he's probably the most powerful. Um, the owners, they, uh, they're trying to make some money. And I think the players just have this lofty expectation they're going to make a lot of money every year. so Or they're going to keep increasing how much their contracts are worth. And it's, it's going to keep going up and up and up and up. But I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I think the, uh, the next collective bargaining agreement is going to be very interesting. I think we might see a strike. I think we might miss out on some baseball. I think so, too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, what was the year they locked out? What was it? 94, 95, like it was in the mid 90s. Yeah, I remember going to a lot of Frederick Keys games that year. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to be worse than that. Yeah, I think so too. I, I yeah, think. yeah, 94, 94, 95. And now, I mean, we're again a, a week away from you know the start of the season and close to 100 quality professional players that are still out of a job. I mean, this is not going to this is going to start really, really poorly, at least the beginning of the season. Players aren't yeah, going to be ready. I think Manny probably would have gotten a better deal if, if uh, the Orioles had actually negotiated. With, if he had actually like sat down and kept negotiating with the Orioles. Or not him, but the Orioles had actually had their shit together and was negotiating with him. They had some better people involved. He probably would have gotten a better hometown deal. And I'd be surprised. What are What is Bryce getting? What are the rumors with Bryce what well, getting offered? At the end of the season, it was reported the Nats offered him ten years, three hundred million dollars, and he rejected that. I think if, in hindsight, he probably should have accepted it. Yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah. it was more than a fair deal. Um, I mean, yeah, thirty mil in this market is better than twenty-five mil in a lot of other markets. So, in terms of Bryce, how much is that? Like, you know, leading up to this free agency. Everyone's been saying, oh, Bryce Harper, Raymond Chow, they're going to at least make $300 million, 10 years, blah, 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 blah. How much has that like affected this this free agency or, or their approach to their free agency? Because they've had, to. they've had that set in their mind. Okay, I'm going to make at least $300 million. And then you look at Bryce in particular, how bad of a season he had last year. Teams are like, I'm not going to dish out $300 million over 10 years for you when you just had a terrible season. Yeah, you hit 34 home runs, but you... Oh, you hit around two. I think it was like two eleven, two thirteen for a majority of the season. Yeah, the it's like there's no the way. He was terrible, and then he was also graded out as like one of the worst defensive outfielders. And especially nowadays in in analytics and all these sabermetrics and analysis of evaluating players, teams are getting smarter and and they're getting more frugal, and they're not going to spend a, a butt ton of money like that on players that the numbers say you shouldn't. 
for the so, long term. So is he going to, would you, why don't they just um, relent and sign a shorter term contract? That's you know, probably not what he wants. Five, six years, something like that. I think you might start seeing that. I mean, they don't want to, I mean, look what, um, look what's happened to the, to Los Angeles with, with Trout. They haven't been able to surround him with anybody else besides him. Yeah. But, I mean, they've been a good team, but they haven't been like. Largely because uh, of only their one holes contract. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at what the only one playoff appearance. Yep. The next couple of years, they're not going to start signing these superstars. I mean, if they wanted to, they could have signed Machado and been able to make a profit at the end of the year, but they're not going to do something like that. Yeah. And Chris Sale was their biggest acquisition in the last couple of years. Yeah, and well, the with the Red Sox. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That David Price, both of them. And they had David Price, and they got the. Um, Who's the outfielder? J.D. Martinez. Thank you. But, I mean, were those – those weren't 10-year deals. No. X amount of dollars. I mean, they weren't like what Machado and Harper was asking for. Well, we're also getting to a point now where people are talking about these guys, they should be taking now one-year deals, which is insane. That The fact that early on we we're talking about seven, eight, nine, ten-year contracts, record-breaking contracts for both of these perennial players, and now – we're getting to the point where it's like, all right, well, maybe they might have to just accept a high one-year deal and kind of reboot next year. And that just, I think, sets a horrible precedent <laughs> you know, what's, for moving forward. What's incredible about this, too, is that we've been talking about this pending offseason for what felt like years, really from like the start of their, you know, when they both exploded into the baseball market and saying, yeah. like, these guys are going to be the future faces of this league. And it's so anti—I mean, anticlimactic doesn't even do it justice. I mean, this is just— uh, it seems never ending. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I I believe that we'll hear something. Ha- Bryce, I don't know. For me, I've knowing Bryce a little bit and and how he's operated in the past. That granted, he was only on one contract, but to me, I feel like he's gonna want to sign somewhere before he has to report. If it, he's not gonna want to go into spring training and not have a contract yet. He's gonna want to know where he's gonna be, go there, get settled in, and get ready for the season. Manny might hold out for a little bit to get more money. He also might hold out to see if there's an opportunity the Yankees might get on because that's where he wants to play. Uh-huh. But I, I would I would believe that, look, pitchers and catchers report next week. Position players usually report at the end of next week, early the week, the following week. So I would assume that we're going to hear something. If, my guess would be we're, we'll hear something about Bryce in the next week and a half. Where do you think he's going? I think he's going to come back I'll, here. I'll put a dollar on the Bryce's sign before Manny. Yeah, I I, I, I think so too. I think a lot of people want Manny to play third base. Like the Yankees want to play third base. They don't want to play shortstop. You don't want to play short. You don't want to play third base. Yeah. Well, that's where he would play in Philly too, because they just signed Segura. Yeah. Segura. And it, and it, his agent apparently has already come out and said he's open to playing third again. You know. Okay. But that's probably I mean, that could just be a report. Lengthen his career. I mean, it's he's not going to. Right. I don't know. He's, he's not covering he as much space. Playing third, third base again. Uh, yeah, I, that that was a report. He, I don't, I don't think he actually said that. I think that was like through his agent, or it like leaked out. Um, but it was reported that he be he would be okay doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd agree with that. Um, I guess a, a couple questions I have is what are they following when they finally do sign these two players? How can Major League Baseball fix this to prevent something like this happening again? Uh, because there is so much involved with analytics. 
uh, sabermetrics where these long ten year decade long contracts just aren't sustainable. So, you know, is it just the players and their agents accepting like, you know what, we're not going to be getting the A Rod type deals anymore, and we have to just take these, you know, three four, you know, shorter term deals and, you know, accept it. I think I think their MLB is already correcting it. I mean, they're the market, and the, I mean the players are the market and the. The, the owners or the buyers and they're going to pay what they want to pay and if they don't think it's worth it they're not going to do it and it sounds like a lot of the owners are trying to are starting to figure out that they don't need to spend that kind of money to have success absolutely I mean the Orioles went to the playoffs for four out of whatever many years six years whatever it was without you know a superstar besides you know and without a massive contract except for Chris Davis to take that out of there but you know, they weren't signing massive free agents Houston Astros didn't have massive amounts of, no. of salary on their on their books. So Tampa Bay had the lowest um, salary of I think any team last year and they were they got third place in the AL East, which is a feat. Absolutely. Bobby, how do you think they would have fixed this? Ian, how do you think they I honestly have no idea. To me So I mean the collective bargaining agreement that's not coming out for another couple of years though there's going to be talk about salary cap. The players won't go for that. I mean, that's, I don't think, and then I don't think that's going to happen. And then, I mean, I do like the idea, like I mentioned before of, of the free agent deadline. Like there is a set date, make it like two or three weeks before the start of spring training where free agents have to be signed. And if you don't sign by that date or that deadline, then you can only sign to bear these minimum contracts, which are set like a qualifying offer type deal or a minor league deal. And so that way, it doesn't drag on. You know, we don't have Bryson Manny and the Dallas Keuchel, whoever, holding out throughout spring training near the start of the season for these massive contracts and making teams desperate. Because I feel like we're watching, like, a game of chicken. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right, I dare you to move. Like, you know, I, I dare you to make your move. Soundboard. Um, Soundboard off. So if, if – there is a, a set deadline where you you have to get it done by here. And then that forces like Bryce, like for instance, okay, my best deal, my best offer at this point was from the Nationals. Or you might, or the teams will come out of the woods and be like, all right, here, we'll do this because we have to. Otherwise, we're not going to get you. Um, so, I don't know. That's that's a start. Now, that's not a guarantee because then I think, I think that forces players to sign because mm-hmm. teams will hold out and be like, no, we'll just wait till after the deadline and then, you have to sign for this kind. You know, you have to be paid this much. So, but I, don't know, I think that's a starting point. That's now, putting a deadline on free agency, I don't know how that will fly. Like, or in ter- I don't think, um, terms I don't think of Major League Baseball needs to fix anything. It's going to have to come to the come from the players. They're going to have to start realizing their actual market value because, I mean, it's just it's 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 like anything. The people spending the money are the people that are going to want to spend the money on people. And if there's thousands and thousands of baseball players and there's just so much demand and there's only you know x amount of players that can do what they do but if you don't need those players on your team other than just to fill the seats then they're gonna they figured out other ways to win they don't need to spend that type of money major league baseball has nothing to fix it's gonna be the players that are gonna have to figure out how they're gonna make more money they're gonna have to compromise yeah yeah they're the ones and that's why they're gonna hold out and strike and force the owners to be like okay yes you guys can hold out we're gonna have to make some deals but the luxury tax also doesn't help because it entices it entices teams not to spend money. Look at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Those guys don't care if they win because they make money every year. They're under the luxury tax. They get paid by every team in the league. And their stadiums, you know, 
has a pretty good attendance rate because it's Pittsburgh. It's a sports town. That's a good point. Uh, but I think that when it comes to that, it also goes in between. Pittsburgh. You know, it's it's the dynamic of owner to GM and players. Like, you know, yeah. players can be like, hey, like Bryce Harper, for instance, can be like, hey, I put people in the seats. I sell jerseys. He undoubtedly yeah. does. And, uh, you know, I hit a lot of home runs. But, like, you know, take a GM like Mike Elias or, or Sigma and his, like, assistant Sigma Idell, who, like, look at analytical numbers and be like, He's not worth this much money because he doesn't produce on the field. He's not going to get you wins. Yeah, he'll sell tickets, but he's not going to get you wins. Don't you want to win? They'll be like, you know, win sells more than one individual player. And so that's going to be the interesting dynamic is it's going to be kind of almost like an extended arbitration where the, you know, where the arbitrator is is the owner. You know, the GM is going to say, hey, you shouldn't spend this much money or allocate this much money to an individual player. We can spread out to players who can who are more productive all over the field. And the players can be like, "Hey, I, I make you money by my stardom." And sure. it's just looking at different ways at how that player or a particular group of players, whatever that franchise values more, money yeah. or or winning, or and does winning automatically include money, stuff like that. That's a, it's a deep conversation. Yeah. Um, last question for you, Umo. Uh, where is Manny going? Where is Manny going? I don't even want to know. I've been following it. It's too depressing. <laughs> I follow this. I do the same thing. Sounds about <laughs> right. Yep. I thought it was going to be Philly for a long this, time. Please, no Philly. Please, no Philly. Yeah, and please. then someone said San Diego. And that kind of makes sense because they would spend money on him stupidly. Yeah. I really think the mattress is on him. But I, I did like that argument, actually. Yeah. That argument tickled me. I was that interested. That would be funny. I, I, it just makes sense. Make a super, super infield. You get it for cheaper than Bryce. More consistent. Stays healthier. Better defender. Better defender. Way better defender, in my opinion. You said, you said the Yankees? Is that what you said? No. The, I was reading an article a while ago that the Nats should sign Machado. They'd move Trey to Trey Turner to second base and put Manny at short. I mean, Trey came up, um, actually has a little bit of experience at second base. But, um, yeah, I I don't see that happening. But I don't either. I don't, I don't see it paper. happening, but, it, but It'd be it, interesting. It, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. Umo, thanks so much, buddy. Yeah, man. Love, Love you, bro, Beans. Bye-bye. All right. So, you guys, we're doing good on time. Lit. Real good on time. Whoa. Mr. Porter. Hold the phone. <laughs> we got a rotten Gregory's. Hold the oh. phone. Oh. What That's do we got? My, it's my turn. It's supposed to be my time. Who, <laughs> me? Uh, so, I was going to do... I was kind of... I told Tom when we first started I was going to do uh, Polar which is a movie about a hitman uh, who's retired and oh, he, on Netflix. Yeah. On Netflix, which is not, it's, it's an acquired taste. It's not a, it's, it's borderline B movie. Like eh, you paid, you know, the, the, uh, the main, uh, for the life of me, I, I can't pronounce his name. I don't, I don't even remember it, but the, uh, it's a bad guy from Casino Royale. Correct. That yeah. guy, uh, which he played great. Um, Everybody else in there was meh. I'm, but still, I'm still mad about that poker scene from Casino Royale. Because it's bullshit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. Which is, uh, if you if you like uh, fun action movies like uh, Smoke and Aces, if you like Smoke and Aces, you'll like that movie. Okay. Hands, hands down. If, if you, you'll go through it. You obviously wouldn't pay any money for it, which is why it's on Netflix. Uh, it's a Saturday afternoon kind of movie uh, with a nice little plot twist. Um but it's good. But what I really wanted to get into to pay homage to also, um, so when I 
told my coworker to watch Happy. She was like, "All right, I'll watch Happy if you watch uh, Manic or Maniac, wherever that is with um, Jonah Hill. With Jonah Hill. Oh yeah, which is really really good. Uh, I had my reservations about it, and I was like watching through like the third episode, and I was like, really, this is." This is good. This is super depressing. Who else is in that? Is that Emma Stone? Emma Stone, Jonah Hill, uh, fuck. Justin. The yeah, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Thoreau. Yeah. Thoreau. Yes, Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband, uh, who is hilarious in that show. By the way, he did a very good job. Um, I'm not finished with it yet. I'm almost finished with it, but it's essentially. It's a, a post-future uh, world. Uh, everything's kind of crazy, but Jonah Hill is manically depressed. Uh, Emma Stone is also of the same. And the whole point is they join a pharmaceutical study to cure uh, personality disorders or unhappiness. Um, so you take a pill, you get a bunch of microwaves blown into your brain, and uh, you go through like three separate stages. And what's fun about the show is that they go into these like side stories where they're in their brain and they're basically having a dream. And they're working through their issues, and there's parallels to their own uh, life traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching it, it's fucking hilarious. Like, it gets absurd. And it's uh, apparently written by Jonah Hill, uh, produced and somewhat directed by Jonah Hill. I didn't know that. Um, it's very, very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, you're going to have to not struggle through, but definitely just get through the first two to three episodes. It grabbed me on episode three. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'll, 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 I'll keep going. Um, and I'm glad that I did because the the later episodes are fucking hilarious. There's there's moments of like best way I could describe it is shock violence. Like you're not expecting this thing to happen and then it does. You're like what? And then it's kind of like I don't know because I'm sick. And I think it's funny, but um, <laughs> it's it's a really good show. I, I definitely recommend it. And the the episodes are weird where they it's like a storyline chapter like a book where a chapter will be 30 pages and the next chapter will be like 100 pages because it needs to describe the whole scene and the and everything else. Uh, but but kudos to her. It's a, it's a very good show. I'm, I'm very happy with it. What, what are your thoughts overall? Because, you know, Jonah Hill to us growing up was super bad. It's not even close. Yeah. He's, he's not. It's, it's not. It's, you've never seen Jonah Hill like this before. It's much more adult. It's much more... Um, uh, He's he's Not articulating. Uh, he's like, putting out it's very. It's very different. Oscar worthy projects. It seems like you know almost consistently now. I'm a hawk, and he went from being you know from this. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know this comedic, almost typecasted like fat actor to yeah. um, to now he's you know starring next to Leonardo DiCaprio in yeah. the last Scorsese movie yep. and uh, you know doing this very obscure type of show with Emma Stone who was also an Oscar worthy too yeah. where. Those two had their start in Superbad. What's, I, and that's that's what I like well, about the show. Grandma's is that, boy, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I think you fucking shattered it. <laughs> they, he, Baby loves milk. In the in the show, he they both play multiple different characters with different accents and different backstories, and they're all supposed to be them, just a different version. And that's that's what I really liked about it is that Jonah Hill plays like ten different people basically, um, but it all centers around the same thing. So I have yet to finish it. I think I got like one more episode left. I was watching that before Bobby came in, um, but uh, I I definitely recommend that show. Uh, what are what would you say is like the perfect amount of episodes for a season on Netflix? Ten, 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 ten. Perfect. That is the story arc that needs to be done. Anything more than that, they're filler episodes. Case in point: Jack Ryan, Amazon. Shut the fuck up. 
with the stupid. That, but that God, one, that one God, episode, I just God I wanted to punch my TV during that episode. No, the, <gasps> the, uh, the Air Force. No, yes. no one, Jack Ryan. No, oh, I love Jack it. Ryan. Great show. I uh, love Jack one episode. Ryan. Big fan of the Tom Clancy books. <laughs> uh, read them as as a kid. Loved all of uh, Hunt for the Great Octo- uh, Hunt for uh, Red October, uh, Patriot Games. Uh, clear and present danger, which Ian and I are in a fight about that, but uh, <laughs> love that fucking one. And it's only, honestly, it's only because of the Marine sniper that's I'm like, aware. I'm a sneaky bastard, sir. <laughs> fucking awesome. I was like, yes, I'm joining the military now. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd say 10 because 13 is just too much. You yeah. can definitely get through the story in 10. You don't need to have, like, the B- BBC does this. Perfectly, BBC and they even amazing. they make it even shorter. Yep, their their series are like six and like a long yeah, like series is eight. The the like, bodyguard with the yes. King of the North was oh, a six episode. Right, it's a fucking great show. Is it? it was a great, it's a great. Really? It's great. Okay, I saw that show. Uh, I stumbled across some pirated episodes on a YouTube fucking rabbit hole and found that show. And there were three episodes, and I watched on my phone every single episode oh, wow. and was like, "Where is the fourth? And the, there's a fifth and a sixth? <laughs> Where is this? And I found out it's only available in, in Britain, obviously, because it's BBC, and it hadn't been licensed yet. And I was like asking everyone, I was like, who's, who's got a broken fire, a, a, a fire stick that I can pirate all me. this shit and <laughs> stuff? I, I, well, it wasn't, it wasn't available anywhere. And I, then Netflix yeah, bought it it's a, a it's, month, it's a month later or whatever, and I got to finish it. Oh, my God. That, that hap- show gets a hold of you, and it, it's awesome. That happened to me with... Fargo, the series, which is incredible. Tom's um, still mad at me for not seeing it. Oh my god! I, so gave it, I gave it a whirl. Yeah, I don't think I finished it. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, uh, I, it's it's on it's on it's on my list. Everything keeps coming to the front burner. That's one of those like True Detective type series where mm-hmm. every season is different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, I would say ten. Thirteen is too much. What about the, HBO's got it right? What about yeah. the length of the episode? Like fifty-five minutes, a little yeah. bit under an hour. I'd say a full, a full hour is good. I, I appreciate a full hour. When I see a fifty-two-minute episode, I'm like, yeah, you, you're you're playing for commercials here. You know what I mean? Like if it were a regular show, you'd be short commercials. But like a full, mm-hmm. if I'm paying for it, like I'm paying a premium service. I'm expecting an hour. Well, is it? I would it, like an hour. So, isn't Game of Thrones this spring going like a sh- like six or seven episodes? But they're all yeah. like ninety minutes long. Yeah, is that they're right? they're well. That's what they promised last year, and that didn't exactly happen. No, they not at they all. were like sixty one, seventy one, fifty eight. Like they were very. I mean, they were longer than their usual fifty, fifty two. Like we were talking about. Before. Like they give enough time in between the episode to play all their other commercials between other shows. Um, but they did say that they were going to be shorter episodes but longer. So hopefully they're like – and also I, I think it was the CEO of HBO kind of gave a, a tease to the new season saying that they're basically all short movies. Um, yeah. Thinking that they were yeah. going to be like an hour to an hour and 20 minutes. That's what I was going to say. Like that's why yeah. the BBC ones are awesome because it's like each – they call them series. Not seasons, Peaky Blinders. They're like <laughs> oh my God. three yeah. to five episodes. Sherlock. But they're each yep. – I love – I was going to start off my example. Yeah. Like there's three episodes per series and each it's one's like, like an hour hours. and a half. So each like you get like three mini movies. Yeah. Right. Which is like it's exactly perfect. What it is. Yeah. It's amazing. Exactly, exactly what you need to yeah. tell the story. Yeah. It's amazing. BBC no, no fillers. nails it. Yep. Yeah. They do. I haven't watched Sherlock. It's not like, it's really, not like, like Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. And what's funny is when I first started watching Freeman. Sherlock, I was like, I hate it. The first episode, I was like, I was like, no. I even told my brother, I was like, no, I hate it just because of the just because the main <laughs> character. I can't stand him. He's so ugly. 
And then, like at, at episode two, I was like, "This guy's amazing. It's gold. <laughs> He's amazing. It's gold." Uh, I assume you two haven't started True Detective yet. Correct. Correct. Okay. Bob, you caught up. Yeah. Okay, we'll discuss later. Cool. <laughs> um, apparently, it's good. It's good. I've, I've yet to find the time. Yeah. It's I'm also pretty scarred from season two. There's a l- yeah, very much so. There yeah. are a lot of parallels to season one. Yeah. And I, I mean do, that in a good way. I do like uh, the adaptation of the character being a Vietnam vet and what he did in Vietnam. I'm very interested you're, to see you that. Are but then I found like that. out that there's no cutscenes to Vietnam. There and are. that makes me very bored. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to, you know, was hoping for some some, you know, war war murder. <laughs> You know, you, you will like it. <laughs> Just understand, it's not going to be. Nothing will be as good as season one, but it is one hundred percent worth the watch. Yeah. Well, that's that's season one's just on a plane of its own. They, it's they, just they set insane. that bar way too high. Yeah. yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Oh my God. McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> Love all flavors. <laughs> so. Anyone listening to this who knows that quote. Oh my god! Uh, please, just <laughs> come come meet up with us. We'll be best friends for life. Have have some whiskey with us. <laughs> <laughs> so. Which um, is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> On to our rapid fire question, which I know is not going to be a rapid fire segment, but it's our last question of the evening. Yep. Uh, this past weekend, Friday night, Daniela and I are sitting on the couch, and I'm scrolling through uh, premium channels. I see on Showtime, Pulp Fiction is on, and I go, well, I know what I'm doing the rest of the night. This is a Great top movie. five favorite movie of all Great time for movie. me. And she goes, oh, I haven't seen most of it. I'm like, what? (laughs) And and so, and I got very upset. Um, She then fell asleep about 20 minutes later, so that's pretty standard. Uh And um, so it led me (laughs) to this question. Was, Pulp Fiction is critically acclaimed. It is one of the most popular movies of all time, probably. I'm, me saying it's a top five favorite movie ever, I am not not in the minority. A lot of people say that. Yeah. so I got the question I have for you guys. Sorry. What? Nope. Nothing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> is what movie is that is critically acclaimed, that is popular, you know, universally loved, one of those things, have you not seen? I would like to reserve to go last. I I figured as much. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have a good one. Which is funny because I've had this conversation where I've said it many times, like, oh, yeah, I've never seen that, and it's crazy. And for the life of me, I can't think of anything. I just scrolled through hundreds of movies of, yeah. like, the top 200, and yeah. I've seen, like, all of them. Yeah, I, I, will say, me, I was like, this is hard. I will say that I am a novice from a movie-watching perspective in comparison to you two, Ian and Porter, that is. Fair. You guys have watched hundreds and hundreds of more we, movies we, than me. We like it to film. We like it to, we like it to movies. We like, we like it to film. Like so, the way you do. I, I, I'll go... <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> Do it, Thomas. You guys are going to be very upset with me. Mm. I told him it was, if it was Boondock Saints. It's not Boondock Saints. I was about to say, come on. <laughs> There's many, no Italian connection. You know how many connection. times I've seen fucking... Uh, oh, Goodfellas. Shit. Goodfellas. <laughs> There's, There's nothing to do with that. I have not seen the first or second John Wick. Is you, that right? You Is that whiskey? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Neither have I. Fuck off. <sighs> really? Yeah. No, I'm not seeing it. All right. I have not seen For some context, anymore. even though I know Rag doesn't listen to this fucking podcast, every one of those that come out has been a Rag and Porter bro date. Because <laughs> both of us, lo- we love this series. And when the first one came out in the trailer, we're like, oh my God, we have to go to the movies and see this. This is going to be amazing. 
and of course I said it, it was, was. Like crap. I said well, it. Yeah. I was like, nope. Well, nope. <laughs> and it's 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 a movie entirely about a dude just fucking wasting fucking bad guys yeah, in they, the most epic ways possible with his his gun manipulation is amazing. It, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. No. And they actually and he actually changes like he yeah. fucking changes he magazines. He changes magazines. It's, it's, un- it's unbelievable. He actually changes actually magazines. And actually does it and he shoots without blinking. And he's clearing rooms like a fucking pro. Yeah. It's amazing. I have zero let, zero critiques. Let me, let me say this because you know Keanu is made fun of Keanu. often for his acting chops. Yes, and is this great. is. Um, I, I'll be the first good. to admit that I am not a big action movie guy. And so when I saw okay. the first John Wick, I'm like, eh, like it's just going to be a lot of headshots. And yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was like, nope, not watching See, it. <laughs> I had the same reaction. That was and such an epic scene, though. It was, and you told me that after. Oh you guys my saw god, it. that was oh, chills. So that and and then of course he murders everybody. I had that same reaction. I was like, oh well, I'm not going to see it. Then of course it came out that it's it's awesome. And then by the time the second time came out, you guys were all on board. You had I think a bunch of you saw it together. I'm like, oh. I was supposed to go. I forget why I couldn't. Um, uh, I thought you went to the first one. No, second no. one. Second, one. I was supposed to go to the second one, and I forget why I had to pull out. Okay, like he even bought me the ticket. Ah, okay. But uh, anyways, yeah, uh, that would be John Wick for me. Uh, I I, I intend to see it. I really want to. I will hopefully put that on my watch list soon. And yep. um, but yes, it feels good to get that off my chest. <laughs> it's um, it's, it's awesome. a safe place. It really is awesome, <laughs> especially the first one. Sure. That is that is a movie where murder has zero consequences. He everybody, everybody, <laughs> like, everybody. He kills everybody. I, was it was it you that asked me? I think it was you that asked me. Who do you think has a bigger body count? Is John Wick or no? Who would win in a fight? Oh, win in a fight. Got it. And that was I did not. Have Yo, an answer. I mean that's a stalemate. I did not have an answer. <laughs> not at all. You abstain. Yeah, that's crazy. I ab- I abstain <laughs> from answering that question. Sure. I think body count would go to Punisher just for well, volume. Yeah. But in a fight, good yeah. God. In the comics, he's at 48,000 people. Jesus <laughs> Christ. 48,000 people he's murdered in the comics. That's a lot of... That's a lot of... That's a lot of uh, and that's murder. That's murder. <laughs> that's, just that's just murder. That doesn't cold even... Cold-blooded. <laughs> that's a lot of wild turkey you got to go through there, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, because you you two have seen so many movies, let's add television. Let's add TV shows to this. I already know mine. If that's easier, Bobby, you, you know go what ahead. I was just thinking would be no, funny said, is never, that the puncher always talks about how the, at night the, the ghosts haunt him, uh-huh. and then yes. he sees them all the time. You imagine forty thousand people in a studio apartment in the middle of fucking Queens. It's a packed apartment. <laughs> that's a lot of people. Be like, shut up, <laughs> go to bed. Sorry. Uh, well, television. I've never seen The Wire or The Sopranos, so those are probably the two big ones for me. Uh, movie. You're not missing anything with Sopranos. I want to know about his movie because every time he was going to say it, he starts smiling a little bit. That is not correct at all. What did you say? (laughs) You're not missing anything with Sopranos. It's not a good show at all. That's not. I've been told by (laughs) many sources that Sopranos is amazing. Just watch the last season and you'll know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Movie. Oh, God. Thomas, I love you. Given that this is a sports podcast, I'll say I have not seen. I have seen very minimum of the Rockies. I have not seen any of the Rockies. Eh. Whoa. Really? Eh. Okay. okay, you could skip three and five. Okay. Got to see right one. Off the I have not. S- I, I couldn't. Rocky I know the term. I know the Adrian, but I couldn't tell you where that's from. Okay. That's, that's the first one. <laughs> okay. the, the first one's couldn't the best, tell you. in my opinion. No, mm, for me, four. Four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> four. All like, but day. Le- but legit, he ends the Cold War. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like Rocky, yes. the first Rocky won Best Picture. Like it was a legitimate, like amazing film. They where, felt yeah. bad like, for him. They thought, <laughs> but like thought Rocky Four was just, you know, 
Rocky Four was awesome. I, for me, it's of, of, I, like, of, of Rocky, all the childhood good, of watching them, yeah. I love Rocky Four. Yeah, Rocky Four is. Just if like, Rocky's playing, break you. I'll, I'll go past it. If Rocky Four's playing, click. Yeah, yeah. That is that is the so, most America propaganda movie ever. Oh my god, it's, god, it's, it's so bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could change, Yo. you could change. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is great. <laughs> Mr. Stallone said that this is great. Dude, when when Draco picks him up with his boxing glove on, yeah. like I'm like, get the fuck out! First of all, how do you grip? Second of all, like, no, 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 <laughs> you're not a superhero. Yeah, he's great. easily great. 250 pounds. <laughs> you're not lifting that with one arm. Outside of the, you got too. strong delts, but they're not that strong. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that your racking pressure reminds me of uh, Sylvester Stallone and Big Mouth. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, hey, hey, you want to kiss? Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's what I'm quoting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the part where he's, hey, you want to kiss? Get the fuck out. <laughs> so, Bobby, yours is Rocky. Rockies. Okay, Rockies. That tends to like the yeah, Creeds. You, too. Again, you can you can skip. <clears throat> I haven't seen the Creeds. Apparently, the Creeds are great. Dude, they the Creeds are awesome. They're well, right. I haven't seen the second I one. The first, the second one. The first one was it. fucking awesome. First one was really good. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. They they did that right because they did a sixth Rocky movie, <laughs> which was bad. Wait, was that what was the uh, fifth one with the blonde haired Tommy D-head? Morrison? Tom, Tommy the Gun. Tommy the Gun. It was that an was yeah. terrible. That wasn't good. That was horrible. not was that good. Five or six. That was five. That was five. That was five. Yeah, they God, went that from was so bad. they went from yes. ending the Cold War to that whiny bitch. Yes. Italians. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in South Park they can make fun of like being Jewish nonstop because yeah. Porter's Porter's just as much Italian as Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's funny. Uh, for me, like I said, I went through a lot. Uh, Apocalypse Now. I haven't seen that either. I was actually going to say Apocalypse that. Now. I was actually that was yeah. my number two. Yeah, that is a hard movie to watch. I can I can accept that. Or the Deer Hunter. Never seen Deer. Never Hunter. seen. I've Deer seen Deer Hunter. Hunter. Both both three hour movies. Both yeah. very hard movies to watch. Both Lost, very Lost good. Lost in Translation. Never seen Lost in Translation. That's a very good movie. Yeah. It's slow, but it's 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 very. I, I liked it. Star what? Wars. I've never seen Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm so oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've. I've watched Deer Hunter. Yeah. I, I'm glad I watched. Deer it. Hunter is. It's a, like one of those that is a really good movie, but you're not going to watch it again. No. At least that's no. It. You need to watch it once, and you're like, okay, I'm depressed for the next week. <laughs> Do you see Deliverance? No. I have not. No. That's Actually. Got to watch that. No, I, you know what? No, I take it back. I have. Don't they, doesn't he have to climb up that uh, at the end like he's in like a cavern? No, you're thinking a cliffhanger from. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. With the <laughs> raccoon, huh? <laughs> well, Ian, you did have the the squeal like a pig thing down really well. All right. Yeah, let's, yeah. We're not going to talk about let's, let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. <laughs> Jesus. Along the lines I, of, I've, I've never seen Apocalypse Now, and I feel like I... I, I never seen Citizen a, Kane. There's yeah, a, I, I've seen neither of I. But yeah, Citizen Kane I. Is, is, is a good movie. I had to watch that for my film class, and was I had, had to write a paper about it. Casablanca. It was boring. Casablanca was boring. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Vertigo was great. A Wonderful I Life. Highly, never seen A Wonderful Life. A Wonderful Life was also great. Yeah. Seen that. Oh, Mary. <laughs> Mary. Mary. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> My my grandfather's favorite movie was Dirty Dozen, so I got to watch that a yes. lot. Yes, yes, yes. I watched that movie a shit ton when I was a kid because they wouldn't let us watch anything else but except for old John Wayne movies and or old fucking World War II movies. Jim Brown was in that. Yes, he was, and he grenaded a shit ton of Nazis. 
<laughs> a lot of Nazis. <laughs> like if there were a room full of Nazis, there was a grenade going in that room, and it was it was him doing it. So, Bob, <laughs> Bobby, I, I have a question for you. Um, my favorite director is Quentin Tarantino. Have you seen his movies? Have yeah, I've seen like Kill Bills and you've seen Pulp Fiction. I've seen Pulp Fiction. Have you seen Jackie Brown? Reservoir no. Dogs. Not seen Reservoir Dogs. Oh, oh man. that's a mistake. Yeah, yeah. gotta Reservoir watch Jackie Brown too. Great Jackie Brown's good. Jackie Brown's good, but Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. No, you've seen Inglorious Bastards and Django. Oh, yeah, I, I did not see. I did not see Django. You haven't seen Django? No. Oh, the Django? What? Or the uh, the sixth the one that just came out? Oh, that was good too. Um, the one that's like three and a half hours. Which they're one? all long. Uh, the one where they're in Wyoming and they're oh that, the the hateful eight. Hateful yeah, eight. that was really good too. Uh, that was a great movie. I thought it was okay. I liked it. I liked the suspense of it. it in the end, they're all fucking killers in the room and. Oh wait! I did Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> recent uh, out of the his most recent, it was Inglorious Bastards was my favorite out of like between that Django and The Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah, because I just because of Christoph Waltz's character alone. He's was, so good. That was like maybe the best opening scene of any movie ever. It was so, so so good. Yeah. When I saw it in theaters, the sound was off for the first ten minutes. Oh man! What? But you need, but it was subtitled. So okay. it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And then they gave us like five free movie passes because somebody just kept... there. The sound was out for 40 minutes. I was like, that's just not true, but I'll take my movie. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. I was, I was like, you guys, they were, they were making it seem like there was no picture. There was no. no sound for half the damn movie. I was like, it was like five, ten minutes, ten minutes max with no. subtitles. No. I was like, but so I'll take my free if movie Bobby pass. hasn't seen uh, Django Unchained and Reservoir Dogs, which one should he watch? Reservoir Dogs. I'm more inclined to see that probably than Jenga. Reservoir Dogs. That's had, close. That is really close. I would say as a nostalgia factor, definitely Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I've seen that way more than I've seen You might uh, enjoy Django, Django more. But though. you will enjoy Django a lot. Yeah. That is a great fucking movie. Leonardo DiCaprio's character was unbelievable. Yeah. Jamie he Jamie Foxx is fucking unbelievable in that movie. He Did he win anything? No. He the only one that won was uh, Christoph Waltz. Hmm. Waltz, however you say it. Yeah. He's a phenomenal. He's just really good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Porter. So last, dazzle me. uh, I feel like I'm gonna come in a little underwinded here, but um, to Tom's point, because honestly, it's it's hard for me to think of movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but notably, uh, on the Italian genre, um, Raging Bull, never seen. Never you saw know. Raging Bull either. Taxi. Yeah. Taxi. Never oh, seen. you know, well, you I've, never, I've never seen Taxi. Never seen Taxi. And what was that's a Scorsese? What was what was? Fuck, there was another one too. I lost it now, but it was basically like a. a fuck. It was like 19, yeah, it was Robert Downey Jr. It was nineteen ninety five. Was it Heat? Yeah. No, I seen Heat. Yeah, I was gonna say. I fucking love <laughs> Heat. Damn right. Go, go. It's like, honestly, Heat is a three hour movie, and the best part is when they're in downtown Los Angeles. And that, that gun scene it's still lives in infamy as like yeah. the standard to, to like, there's no music in the background. There's no fucking little sound effect things. It's literally them echoing gunfire for 10 minutes, get, fighting off a shit ton of cops. Just co ops? Co ops. I'm not a co op. <laughs> awesome movie. Awesome movie, but yeah, those two I feel like of, you know, those, those are, are good. Oscar, Rage, Rage Oscar good. movies. Taxi's good. Never seen them. Yeah, never seen Taxi. No. 
I don't really have an urge to get statistics. Right, either. exactly. That's kind of, I was like, eh. Raging Bull was man. on one of the movie channels like a couple months ago. I wasn't. And so then I watched it. See, there's two directors that I will watch all of their movies, and that's Scorsese and Tarantino. It has nothing to Fair. do with their, a lot of vowels in their last names, just, just their movies are amazing. <laughs> Spielberg for So me. he says. Mm-hmm. Spielberg, too. Spielberg, Spielberg yeah. Spielberg, yeah. Uh, the Lost Skull. Really? God, that, oh my God. <laughs> All right, bang bang God, oh my God. That movie was so bad. Was that the one where you and I were. Yeah. We, we went like eight people. What is this? And Porter, the Lost Skull, the Lost. Raiders, the Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Indiana Fucking Jones. Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones. I don't know the Crystal Skull guy. It, it was so bad that South Park did an episode making fun of it. Yeah. And Porter and I are sitting like seven people away. And there's just one point, I think it was the refrigerator one, where he gets yes. blown up. Yep. In, in, atomic in, bomb. Atomic bomb in a refrigerator, and then lands, and then gets out. I think Porter and I just leaned forward. Yep. And just looked at each other. I constantly at, like, what the fuck is at this? At the exact <laughs> same time, <laughs> he and I were in zero conversation just after we were like, what? Did you just see that? <laughs> like, what? Oh, <sighs> God. Yeah, dead. Dead. All the dead. We raped him. <laughs> They're raping me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Nice. I just finished South Park uh, last night. Nice. Nice. Very good. All of South Park? Uh, The the most recent season. Southparkstudios.com has every free episode of South Park. You can watch it on your laptop, computer, or anything else. Uh, I highly recommend you do it. Yes. I can watch it any. I can watch any episode I want. What? Nothing. So uh, we're at the hour and a half mark. Woo! We did good, guys. Sorry, Doug. Woot, good. woot. Especially considering we're not going to be here next week. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. True. So all good things. <laughs> um, good discussions, boys. Um, thanks for everyone for listening. Please give the Put Me In Coach podcast a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, PMIC Podcast. Um, you can also subscribe and share and spread the word and leave comments on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Please give us a follow on Spotify. Sure. Um, it's super easy. You can also click the link on our Twitter page or our Instagram accounts and take you right to your Spotify app, regardless of what kind of phone you have. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter for me. Tom underscore Natalie for Tom. Uh, Ian, Fo- Ian underscore Foster 21 for Ian. You you, you missed it. last week. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, and uh, at Rotten Gregory's for, for Gregory. <laughs> it should be your Twitter handle, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> this has been the Put Me In... Five taquitos. This has been the Put Me In Coach Podcast. You're going to love my commentary of the internet. We'll catch you guys in Not- a couple of weeks. My watch is ended. This has been the Put Me In Coach Podcast.